Thanks, Catherine. Oh, man, I miss doing this show. Oh. What's up, John? Golly. Man, I got to tell you. What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered. I am so excited to be back. What's up, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Armed Radio? What's up? It's it's good to see you. It feels like it's been a while. Um, had a crazy weekend, emceeing, and yesterday was on set. And I, But I got to tell you, I miss the show. I miss you guys. I love doing this. What's up, Facebook? How are you guys doing? Um I love, I, 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 this is, I got to tell you, I really love it. And it's sometimes like, I got to tell you, before I got on the mic just now, I wasn't really feeling like doing the show. <laughs> like, honestly, it was just like, ah, ah okay, I got to get some energy here. But the minute I sat in this chair, I was like, oh yeah, I love doing this. I really love doing this. Oh my God, sorry. I'm, I'm grateful for the show today. I know that's simple. But I'm grateful for this. Like I love this. This is like therapy, and a and 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 getting to hang out and getting to see you guys. This is freaking great. So we're gonna have a good show today. Um, I'm really this guy. I mean, I'm like looking at him on camera right now, and I, I swear to you, he's like, he looks like he's 18, and yet he he has like four amazing. Is it four companies? He's like amazing companies. This dude is killing it. So I'm excited to have him on. I'm excited to get to know him. I don't know a lot about him, to be honest with you, but um, I'm super stoked about this. Guys, please welcome Nathan Lamar Bird to the show. Hey, man. Talk to me. Oh, no. I knew this was going to happen. What happened? It was working earlier. <laughs> so, this is fun. It was working. We we were talking before. Hi, April. How you guys doing? Catherine, where are you from? Are you still listening? Where's everyone from? I want to see where, where everyone's at today. Are you, is the volume up? <laughs> um... Oh, so I guess I can talk about this. So I think I'm still going to Vegas. Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. It's so pretty in Tennessee. April's from Tennessee. And um, radio audience, you can join us <laughs> at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. Catherine, it has. I don't, it was working. We were talking. He sounded amazing. Living in North Carolina from Virginia. Nice. Catherine. North Carolina is a great place, too. I got caught in a blizzard there once. That was fun. Um, there's a chance I'm going to be moving to Orange County, not Las Vegas. But it's a small chance, but it's still a chance. So the never-ending drama of where is Josh going to live today, it, it continues. It won't stop. Nope. I don't know what's going on, man. God damn it. Um <laughs> <laughs> it was working before. Anyway, hi, Kimberly. So, okay, what do I want to talk about? Oh, I know what I'm going to talk about. 
I'm going to defend some people. So we, we all know about stereotypes, right? And I'm going to keep talking until his microphone works or he just drops off because I don't know what to do here. Um, so I'm just going to talk about random stuff. So we all stereotype, right? Do you agree? Have you ever, hey, Lotus, what's up? Have you ever stereotyped a situation or, or somebody? Have you ever? I'm guilty of it. I'm not proud of it. I try not to do it because I always get proved wrong. I am having a good night. Hi, Veronica. Good to see you. Kimberly, what's up? Um, and so the stereotype of, uh, of like models, beauty bloggers, um, like estheticians, people that are into skincare. Unplug the headphones. Unplug and plug your headphones, dude. Unplug them and plug them back in. Okay, so everyone's saying yes, they've stereotyped. Okay, so a lot of people assume models and, and people in the beauty industry are just, you know, are airheads, right? There, there is that stereotype. Would you agree, yes or no? Okay, well, I had the privilege this weekend of, of emceeing an event, and one of the things I got to do was in, uh, interview a panel. Okay, he's going to try another way. This, okay, let's see if this works. And I may just have this conversation with him. Let's see. We'll have this conversation with him. What's up? Talk. Let's see two of them. Are you there? Yes, sir. <laughs> He's twins. <laughs> He's twins. Oh, this might be too much of a problem. No, dude. It's 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 fine because it works out. Okay. Still okay. not working. It is working. We can see him now. How? What's up, Dan? How are you doing? So Nathan. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much I mean, for having me. You've been here for like 20 minutes, but <laughs> we couldn't hear you. <laughs> uh, it's all good. You know, you're having a wonderful day as well. It is, man. I mean, look, there's worse things that could happen, right? True. So let me ask you this. So have you ever stereotyped anybody? 100%. I know. I'm guilty of it, right? And do you, do you get proved wrong? Many times. Sometimes not, every time. not so much, but uh, sometimes yes, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to have this conversation. I want to get to know you a little bit, so we're not going to have this conversation yet unless if it leads back into it. Um, so first things first, like instead of asking you what you're grateful for today, I'd love to know about a time in your life that <laughs> you weren't so grateful. You weren't happy. The, the crap was hitting the fan. You're, you just Your back was against the wall, and you thought you were done. When you wanted to give up or quit, but for some reason you didn't, whatever, like a, a, a traumatic time in your life that you can look at now and say, I am so grateful that happened. Okay. Well, so many, uh, many of the people out there don't really know who I am and what I do and what I'm about. But when I came from Alaska all the way down to, um, when I came to Alaska all the way down to California, that was an extremely trying time for my relationship, um, for us financially. But it was one of those things where me and my wife, Lacey, we had made the determining factor or made the, de de the decision that we were going to come down to San Diego and we were going to be successful no matter what, no matter what happened. So we ended up moving um, seven different times and really and we're, where we first landed was in Chula Vista. So we landed in Chula Vista and we ended up you know, living in one house for two months and then we moved to another for a month. And then there was another house where we lived in two, two more months that was actually under construction. 
And the only room in the house that was built was our room. Okay, so as you can imagine, coming down to California, having this this dream of entrepreneurship, of just creating the life that we wanted, we didn't know how much adversity that we were going to face. And obviously not having known a soul in California, not having jobs, and not really having that much money, we came down here. Like I said, we made a decision to make it happen. And um, many times during that process, like I'm saying, I felt like it was done. Um, we are financially down and even negative. And we just kept on clawing, you know, because we knew that we didn't want to live a life that was designed by others, but we only wanted to live a life that was designed by our own dreams and passions. Okay. So right there, you and that you and I have that in common about California. The struggle's real. <laughs> it ain't Oklahoma. I mean, yeah. it's it's a lot. Like your rent is triple and quadruple, especially if you want to live in a like a good area, right? Mm -hmm. And it's and tough. It's expensive. It's it's it's. But that struggle, but that belief of knowing that there's more available for you, that you can create this world that it, like anything you want to create is is what we do it for right 100 i mean people don't really conceptualize what you can do in the mind and how it plays a huge role and for you to unlock the unlimited potential that you possess it's true anything you want you can accomplish we dreamt to come down to california to live by the beach in a very affluent area it took a while, <laughs> but we're here, <laughs> but we're here. We, we live on the, on the beach side of Del Mar. Okay. And you know, obviously there's a story behind everyone. And that's why you said, I'm glad you started this conversation off with, have you ever predetermined somebody's, you know, story, um, or prejudged someone because many times people do, you never know what their story is especially with success. Yep. It's, it's, it's it every, I, I swear to you, unless if somebody was a trust fund baby, that's a different story. But mm. like a lot of the, the, the new breed of successful people that are out there now, like it's, you, you, it's hard to know what's real because of what's put out on social media. So it really takes, it, it, it may, I think it forces us to take for granted the struggle because we've all had it when we're chasing our dreams, we're chasing that giant vision. There's so much failure and frustration in that process. And the only thing that keeps you going is that dream, that belief, that thing bigger than you. Well, so what I, I like to put it as, and this may be a nugget that people can um, derive from this conversation, but it's, um, it's not having your, it's not having such a firmly placed attachment to the overall income or the outcome, sorry, but the commitment to go through whatever it takes. You know, it's like people that are in sales, real estate, you know, it doesn't matter what type of industry you're in, but if you're trying to provide a product or service and you're so attached to the outcome and you're not committed to going through whatever it takes in order for you to get to the end, then we, we have a problem. 
And yeah. yeah. So oh, and, 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 and to, to add to your point, you're right. There's the, one of the mistakes that I made in, in the, um, and when I first started my journey was I was so focused on the end and I forgot to do the little things. I was swinging for the fences, man. Like I was, uh, I used to hit a lot of home runs, so to speak. And then all of a sudden I start not hitting home runs and it was like, Oh crap. I forgot. I, I, I forgot that the little things almost matter more than the big. And when I started doing the little things, that's when things started to really open up for me. Um, but you're right. It, and also the little things by folk, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but by 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 focusing on doing the little things, you also get to celebrate the little things too, the little victories. And celebrating the little victories are what allows you to keep going. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I continually am in conversation with people all the time and I and I tell them, listen, let's enjoy the process. Let's enjoy the process of the little things. It's a one-step approach. Every single thing in life, if you have that perspective of just, you know, enjoying the process, then you're going to really enjoy it. <laughs> you're going to enjoy entrepreneurship. You're going to enjoy, yeah, any adversity so talk, that comes your way. Talk to us about your your businesses because okay. you, you've got a lot going on. Okay. And it's kind of awesome. So talk to us about what you're doing, like what you're creating, because you're putting a lot of good stuff out there. And I think it's worthy of you talking about it. I typically don't allow people to talk about their businesses on the show because it's not usually about that. But you really are. You're changing things for people like you're doing some good work. So I want you to talk about it, please. OK, so uh, for one, um, what I'm creating is called the Health and Wealth Network. And the Health and Wealth Network is a mixture of both health and obviously wealth. Um, but I'm doing it in a very strategic way. I'm putting together people that want to stay healthy and then they also want to stay wealthy. But I do it in a way to where we put workshops with your health. We have workshops and events that promote health by doing beach workouts and then also park workouts. And then we also have from our business aspect of things, we have business networking events where people can come to those events. And then off of those business networking events, I have something called the CEO speaking series. So the CEO speaking series is where we have a special guest. He is a specialist in a specific area, whether that be business development, whether that be um, I had on my last event, we had a, a gentleman by the name of Ed Jinks, he came and he spoke a little bit about how he's turned around businesses. He's on his 18th business turnaround. But basically people that have a form of influence, whether it be from corporate America, whether it be in entrepreneurship, um, and they've had experience to create businesses. So what I'm doing is I'm merging the two and helping people stay healthy and then also helping people understand the inner, the inner workings on how to create a business but then also from a leadership standpoint and also a mindset standpoint, they're able to get through the adverse situations that come to any entrepreneur as they go through their journey. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's a very intense process, as we all know, starting something out of scratch or starting something that we have a vision for because everyone has a dream, remember? And... Yeah. That dream is valid. It's only 
it's only over time that the dream gets destroyed by the limiting beliefs that we have and the social circles that we surround ourselves with, right? So in essence, I'm creating a community of people that are one supportive and they want to see everyone be successful um, and just continue. So from a very strategic point of view, right? So it's not just, oh, that's great. You know, giving me a high five and then, you know, see me on my way. It's like, no, come to the next workshop, you know, come to the next event. And really at the, at the very foundation of why I'm doing all of this is because I want to help people grow. I want to help people grow within their health. I want to help people grow within their businesses, which will then impact their relationships. Because financial stability can, can then help you with your relationships. Not saying that that's the foundation of it, because it shouldn't be. But it is something that can enhance your lifestyle, right? Oh, and then lot. also, when we, start, when we start to gain monetary, you know, a monetary gain in our life and have a growth season, what are we doing with that excess? Are we giving it back or are we stashing it away to only pass away and not have any of it? <laughs> right. So this is this is what I do as an individual. I challenge. So my mission statement, and this is something that I ask each and every person that I deal with on a daily basis, whether it be coaching or whether that be anyone who comes to any of my net, my events, I challenge them to write their mission statement and their obituary. Because it's deep. You start to realize that not only as an individual, not only as an individual, and also, see, as businesses, we write our mission statements down all the time. Of course. And we always are looking back at that. Like, what is our mission? How are we, you know, how are we working together? What is, you know, what is our goal, right? But as an individual, we need to have a mission statement as well. And that's why it's so important that, um, you know, we need to write that down. The obituary is, you know, the to kind of flip the obituary a little bit. When I heard, when I hear people talk about, like, how do you want to be talked about at your funeral? And then I was gone. At the, there was a period in my life that of like, I don't know if anyone would show up. Mm. You know, and like, because I, you don't know a lot about me either, and we're not going to go into it tonight. But like, there was a a period in my life that you know, my passion for people and my heart for people now is born out of something very dark and and that but that's inspired but i remember that and and that it's kind of like when you think about your obituary and so for a business or as an entrepreneur what your obituary is you want that's really painting the vision for how you want to live your life it's like setting the tone it's like it's holding you accountable in a way when you can say this is how i'm going out this is how i'm going to be remembered I love that. I love that you're doing that, and I'm I'm actually going to steal that from you. Sure. I'm I'm going to write my obituary because that is probably the world's best vision statement you can make. That's powerful. I'll hold you accountable. Do it, because uh, I swear to you, I'll do it. I write, man. I'm a I'm a writer. <laughs> like I, I love to write. Perfect. I write my I even write my prayers. Okay. I really believe that writing things out especially powerful things like vision statements, I swear to you, it gets programmed. <laughs> like, it gets programmed differently than just saying it out loud. If you I can like write it. it, talk out loud, I'm sure it's even more powerful. I haven't done that yet because I don't want to sound like a crazy person, but <laughs> it's, it's one of those things.
So I want to well, ask so, you real quick. Okay. Let me just touch on a recap of everything um, and helping people understand, you know, why I do what I do. Well, see, I wrote my mission statement. My mission statement is to inspire, to challenge, and to motivate each individual to live a uh, focused, more driven life. Right. With integrity and with purpose. So that just gives you an example of why I do what I do and the intensity that I do what I do. Well, what got you to that point? Like, what was the breaking point? When did you decide that you wanted to serve others the way that you do? Like, was it was it something that you just you, you were as a child you dreamed about doing? Like, what what was it in your life that led you down this path? So this was installed in me at a very young age because as, at a young age, my grandfather he started a an organization where we took in people that were uh, unfortunate, you know, that um, were drug drug addiction, were um, evicted from their homes, were off the streets in multiple locations. We had a house in Michigan, Missouri, Alaska, and North Carolina, where we still have our maple syrup farm in Michigan, but we sold off many. Um, many we'll get to the maple syrup later. But we have um, other locations. <laughs> so um, that was a that was our mission. And ever since I was a kid, I I was uh, raised in that. And look, this is what we do: we open our house, we um, we take in these people, and we help them get back to their on their feet. That's cool, man. So for me, it's not all glitz and glam. It's right here in my heart. Yeah. And many people, like you said, may prejudge me for something else like that they don't know. You know, they just don't know me for who I really am. And that's why every single time people come to the come to what I produce or whatever event that's going on, and I have to bring it back and say, listen, this is what it's about. This is what I challenge you to also do yourself because it is it is a fulfilling life. You know, on my on my Facebook, I have a purpose driven integrity fueled. Um, banner that goes across my Facebook and it's so true because I want my life to be purpose-driven and I want to be fueled by integrity you know anyway do you do you ever um, feel like you have to put by putting yourself out there and serving the way that you do do you feel like you have to keep a wall up too at the same time yeah yeah there's a fine balance between the two and that's why I just, I have strategic conversations with the right people and, um, you know, I, I basically, but yes, just to kind of paraphrase that for sure, because having a huge heart, then all of a sudden, I mean, you could have tons of everyone's numbers, you know, like, and then you'd be super fueled, uh, with too much to do <laughs> and too many people to, to reach out to. So where... Like when you think about 10 years from now, what does that look like for you? I mean, I, you don't, it doesn't have to be the businesses, but like, sure. like, what does that look like? Well, I'm 28 currently, so I'll be 38. So 10 years, um, this is all along the lines of my obituary that I read out and I'm kind of like just following it succinctly, but Creating the network, so the network that I am continuing to build is going to grow, but not just from a business standpoint, like you said, so I try to stay away too much from the business, but through through that 
it will just it'll just start to grow because of the many things that I'm adding on to it. But there'll be many lives that will be impacted through that. I want to be speaking for sure, because um, right now I'm in a position to where I facilitate the speakers primarily. And um, I, I mean, I can still step up on stage and, and I'd be willing, more than willing to do that. But as I continue to create the platform and then also connect with the right people, um, because for me, this isn't, it's not a get out of the, get out of the, or the gate as fast as possible and connect with as many people as possible. I'm about quality, not necessarily about quantity. And the way that I build my relationships, it may be, may take a little bit longer, um, but they're extremely in depth and I get to know a lot of people for, you know, who they are and, um, what they're about. So 10 years from now, um, I'd like to have two books out. I'd like to be speaking in multiple, you know, multiple stages and states. I know that's not very, very precise, but um, that's where I see myself. I see myself having multiple events in a few different states. So North Carolina being one of them, Alaska, and then also California. So I'm hitting um, three different states. Probably, I mean, 10 years, shoot, there's probably more. Honestly, 10 years is a long-ass time. So. Especially at the pace that I, I like to move um, myself. So anyway, that's what I visualize: speaking events and just continuing to expand what I currently have going on. I like it, man. I like it a lot. Well, listen, I'm really grateful you came on the show, man. I um, it was good getting to know you a little bit. I'm rooting for you. Anything we can do to support your events, um, sure. let us know, man. But keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate. Well, so one thing I, I don't like is this is a one-sided conversation. <laughs> and I, I, I normally get to know the people that, you know what I mean, we're talking to. Well, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? Tell me about your struggles. Well, I talk about them all the time, man. One I, thing that you overcame that you're extremely proud to overcome. Surrender. Okay. I mean, so, well, surrender no, to a very specific topic. So, making the decision to surrender was probably the hardest thing that I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I'm a control freak. So, like, even after I gave my life to Christ, I still had this element of I have to control the outcome. I still like to believe that I could think my way into doing things. And the fact is that every time I took control of the will, so to speak, I would wreck the car. I would fall off the deep end. I would make a bad decision. I was. I would not use discernment the way that I should have. I've. I've now all of my failures, thank God, have been used and are being used as something very positive. But the decision for me, the hardest thing I had to overcome was my desire to control everything. So by surrendering, that was overcoming and ever since i made the decision to surrender i put it on my facebook I, I i said it and like i spend the majority of my day i don't look for a job i don't do any of this stuff i write I, and i create and i've surrendered to the fact that i like i'm i'm like doing not to get preachy but i spend a lot of time with god now and the reason why 
is because I have a desire to learn and I have this 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 feeling that God wants to use me in a way that I need to be doing that right now. But I would not have gotten to that point had I not said I surrender. So that's why I answered the question that way. 100%. Um, many of the people that I've seen and also helped because I used to work at a drug rehab clinic um, as a health coach as well. So I saw that many of those people, they were at their wits end. They had surrendered, you know, to at least, you know, understanding that they have an issue and they're wanting to get through it. Um, so I commend you for that. And, you know, anything that I personally can do to help continue to support you and what you do, you know, to grow and to challenge you to do so and to hold you accountable, because really that's what that's what we're on this earth to do is to hold each other accountable. And very many people don't they don't see that necessarily because we're in um, a lot of people are in their day to day routines. So they forget you know, their brother and their sister to the right and to their left. Because remember, we hear all the time with people that are committing suicide that all we needed to do was just say hello and say that I care about you. Oh, my God, I know. I I, I end my show with that sometimes saying, like, if, you, if there's someone out there that you need to tell that you love them, tell them you love them. If there's someone you need to make amends with, yep. make amends. Say you're sorry. Life is too short. Yeah, I love that, man. It's, I, I, I love, part of the reason I moved to San Diego without ever being here is because I heard from Matt Schaefer. I don't know if you know Matt, but he, he's a great guy to know. He lives in Houston now, though. But he just, the way he described San Diego to me was so powerful. And, and, and one of the things that he said is like, people want to collaborate there. I'm the world's mayor. I want everyone to win. I want, and the only way for everyone to win is everyone's got to collaborate. Everyone's got to work together. Everyone gets to win in my world. That's the world that I want to create. And so when I came to San Diego, I got to see how possible that was. And it's amazing here. I'm kind of sad to leave, <laughs> but like, you know, I love San Diego for that reason, but there's no reason why we can't be doing that in Las Vegas and Dallas and Oklahoma City and in Alaska and New York City. We should be doing that everywhere. We're more connected. It feels good for people to win. As I said, we're more connected now than ever, so you shouldn't be worried about leaving one small location. I mean, you know, you can have multiple interviews everywhere and fly everywhere, you know what I mean? So, but, uh, hey, this, is, this has been really good. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm excited to get to know you more, man. I um I, there's like there's a lot more there. We're gonna get to it, but I I appreciate your time, bro. Yeah, there's and, uh, there's a lot more. Trust me. We're gonna have uh, to we're gonna have to do this one again. Like I want to part two. How about that? Huh? Huh? How about how about we do a part two? We'll do a, no. We're gonna do a part two for sure. Okay, good. We'll talk about maple syrup in a part two, huh? Well, we can talk about that in private because I can't announce that publicly yet. Oh, you can't. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 I have a breakfast boxes. <laughs> um, no, we'll talk. We'll have the business conversation off air. No worries. But all right, I, I'm listen. Trust me, I'm gonna freak out. Thank you, Veronica. That is super sweet. Um, I'm telling you right now, like I want to do a Facebook Live, running up and down the streets of Little Italy. 
saying praise God and oh my God, and I can announce what it is. Like I cannot wait to tell everybody, but I can't say it yet. I, love I haven't even told you really, but we've just had a very, you know, small conversation, but I'm so excited. It's like, it's the, it's the coolest blessing of my life today. So I love it. anyway, all right, my man, I will talk to you Only soon. You surrender blessings come to you. That's right. Seriously. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, hey, hey we'll, we'll talk soon, okay? Thank you, man. All right. Okay, you guys. Um, listen, I appreciate you. Um, I, I, he, yeah, I've got to go. But unfortunately, like his, the sound was off for most of the time. He's incredible. Like I, I just, there was so much there and I wanted to go, but then I knew I was short on time and I have like 500 questions I want to ask him now. <sighs> anyway. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you for the support. You guys have a fantastic night. I'll be back tomorrow. I may even be here on the morning in the morning. Um, but thank you for the support. Uh, he, there was a lot there. It's worth watching again. If you just joined, watch the replay. It was really good. There's a lot there. God, I wish I didn't have to go. I love you guys. Bye.